All right, guys, let's try this again. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of the Inner Monologue. Uh, today we have our special guest, uh, Christy Overstreet, and our usual suspects. We have Marcus. The fuck up. And we have Jose. What up? Long time no see. Yeah, once I'm the fuck up of the damn group this week. So, um, oh, yeah. oh man, as we were talking about earlier, um, why don't you reiterate, reiterate to us what made you want to become a clinical sexologist? I'm glad we got a therapist on board today, guys. So I got you. Don't worry, no. <laughs> Marcus. You're not a fuck up at all. You're good to go. Oh, <laughs> with, with that. That's great. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here with y'all. I get to spend most of my days just talking about sex and all the issues and problems that how it comes up in our lives and in our relationships and really helping people break down topics that are really taboo and difficult to talk about, try to make them a little easier to navigate. Awesome. Uh, speaking of uh, topics that are hard to talk about, uh, why don't you tell us that story again about the ancestral relationship you had to work with or help find help? Yeah, I get asked quite often, like, what's a crazy case? Or what's something way out there? And as I was sharing earlier that with doing the line of work that I do, it takes really a lot to throw me off. And I've heard, heard it all, almost seen it all. You can imagine what my DMs look like and my emails and all the interesting things and voicemails people leave me. It's really interesting stuff. But probably one of the things that's thrown me off the most, it and your run-of-the-mill fetish kink, all that stuff's pretty normal in my eyes. And um, one time I had this couple call in and they wanted me to work with them on couples counseling. So I was asking a little bit of background questions. What was bringing them in? What do they need to work on? And come to find out they were an incestuous brother sister who had been in a long-term relationship since they were very young and they were adults and they were navigating this couple. And the reason they were coming in is because their mom actually walked in on them. And it was causing a lot of conflict, obviously in the family. And so they called trying to figure out if we were going to be a good fit. They ended up not working with me, but I was on that call a long time, time trying to kind of flesh through and see what was going on with that. Now, I say that's kind of out there because that's not something that we hear very often. Um, like I said, your run-of-the-mill things that might be abnormal is a lot more normal than we realize. What do you ask someone when they call you with something like that? What do you ask them to kind of like get an idea of what's going on? Like, that's just a really, that seems like a really strange situation to be in. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, I just say, what's going on? What's bringing you? Why do you think you need to work with me? What can I help you with? And they'll share a couple of sentences about what they're dealing with, maybe. But there's a lot of people, because of the taboo with sex, we're not supposed to talk about it. We're definitely not comfortable talking about it, most people. And so they'll say, can I talk with you more in person? Can I just go over it with you there? And um, I ask a couple more questions, making sure that they are going to be open, that they're going to be able to work with me. And, and then they mostly get into it when they get there in person. But some people don't mind. They'll put it all out there right in the beginning. And I appreciate that because my goal isn't to make somebody feel judged. It's to help them navigate however it's coming up in their lives. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I, I probably couldn't do that. Pretty much. I do this. Fuck this shit, I'm out. I, okay. I, I saw a, an article where they were talking about how like it was, a, it was a article about Pornhub where they were talking about what videos are searched more online based on countries and mm -hmm. incest was one of the most searched top videos. search for the United States. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that you're telling me the story, I was like, holy shit, that's an actual thing. Like, yeah. yeah. That was just, wow. Gotta love America. Yeah. You, you just never know what somebody's into. And the thing about it is, is it goes against maybe, you know, what we see to be right, what how we're raised or, or kind of our values or how we see things to be. But just as we may feel that way, there's a thousand other people that are actually into it. I'm just using that number to say what 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 you or I might think is kind of out there. Somebody else really turns them on. And um, it's a lot more common than we realize. You're telling me I like fire ants pinching my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> there's always someone Every- out- Yep. Uh, if there's a thing, there's a, a person into it. There's no doubt about oh that, right? Man. Definitely has shown us that. I don't know if you guys ever seen that show Taboo on TLC. Mm-hmm. No. no there's, there's a bunch of weird kinks that I just, saw in that. Just from the name, I already knew. <laughs> you remember, so, like. Yeah, actually, asked a lot of our viewers on all our platforms, followers, viewers. And it seems that most of our questions are relationship based. We didn't really get too many questions of individuals, but you know, we had your, your typical question, like, um, for example, what what would you recommend for a couple that's stuck more in a routine version of sex? You know, that somebody that wants to get more spontaneous in maybe a long time relationship. Well, definitely long term relationship. Hey, that's a thing too. Yeah. I mean, when long-term relationship, they can get really stale and they can get old, not because we care less about the person. It's just, it's the same person all the time, especially if you're living together or you're in close quarters with one another and to kind of keep things fresh, it's okay to talk about scheduling sex, not in a, okay, tomorrow at five, just more of an intention. Hey, this weekend or Hey, tomorrow night, I'm, I know I'm getting off early. I'm having a little bit more time. That is technically scheduling, setting an intention versus an exact time. And the other thing is we got to look at how we even define sex because you and or this person and their partner may be defining sex totally different because there's this heaviness that comes with sex, especially if there's issues in the relationship. And if, if we can say, why can't we treat sex like a buffet, right? You go to your favorite buffet spot. You go in, depending on how hungry you are, you might get a little of this, might get a little of that, might leave some of that, take some of that, or next time you'll get that. You're, you're taking and choosing and picking depending on what you need at the moment. And, and if we treated sex like that, we could say... None of us leave anything at the table when we go to buffet. <laughs> <laughs> that that says a lot. <laughs> look, at how, look at how big I am and, and say that again. <laughs> well, you know, it's about having those options, especially you get to pick and choose what, okay, let's say you eat it all in the buffet, but you choose what you like first, what you like second, what you get those second helpings hey. of, right? Fair. So if it's like, yeah. hey, you know what, I'm not down for, let's just say just traditional penetrative sex, but I'd be down for oral sex. I, you know, I'll give you a blowjob, no big deal. And I'm not good at receiving right now, but maybe later on. Versus every single time this expectation that sex has to look like penetration and it's this heaviness, especially with some women who may not be in the right mind frame of being able to relax enough to enjoy it. When you got options out there, like, hey, maybe we just both masturbate and lay there and hang out a little bit versus this heaviness of it's got to end a certain way. And when you approach it like a buffet, you give more options and you keep a little bit fresher. Okay. No, I mean, I guess that could segue into another question that uh, one of our listeners had where they're asking about um, how men should feel about 
their partner wanting to use sex toys as a form of relaxation or including them in the bedroom during sexual play. Mm. Okay. Well, I think guys should be like, thank you. This is wonderful. It takes a little bit of pressure and work off of me because when it comes to sex toys, it's another way to spice things up, to keep it interesting. And especially when it comes to women, our studies show that 95% of women require clitoral stimulation in order to reach orgasm, 95%. And so that's what's a good thing about a lot of sex toys, especially when it comes to stimulators, vibrators, and different things like that. You get that clitoral stimulation. It takes some of the pressure maybe off of you having to provide that. It's a way to enhance it. And most guys, especially really awesome guys, get pleasure from seeing their partner get off and enjoy themselves. It's a lot more pleasurable for them when their partner's enjoying it. So why not bring something in to kind of help that and enhance that versus seeing it? Some guys might see it as competition or something they have to fight against. And that's just not the case. It's like extra icing on the cake. And who doesn't like that? Why is Julio looking so creepy right now? <laughs> like every, as soon as she said as soon as she said that i'm looking at him i'm like bro can you like not do well, it the, this question came up because like one of my coworkers who follows the podcast and i'm not gonna put him out there brought that up to me last week and i was just like well he already said he so he did have the work already anyway. so yeah so that's where like the question from so i was like oh, okay this should be the answer for him. well yeah i said i'm goofy as hell so I'll throw that in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I mean, I've never, I personally have never had an issue. I think, I think sex toys can be kind of fun. Yeah. Same here. You know, uh, you can treat it like a, a power up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got, you got to hit them with the old razzle dazzle sometimes. Or go get that Super Mario mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can see, uh, we, we are men and, why, why do women think that we're dicks because we're constantly talking about sex? Not necessarily thinking about it, but we're con- like, we, we'll joke about it right now. And it's not. We because- openly joke about it all the time. And I thought like- it was because we have dicks. Mm. Oh, man. Well, I mean, that's not, that, that is true. We do. Well, this is true. Both are true. And I, I think it's, well, it's, really, it's kind of unfair for women to think that men kind of classify men as being dicks. But if you think about it like this, um, Men and women have sex really different for different reasons. Not all men and not all women. Let's just say majority. And majority of men, they like sex because it's a release. You get, I mean, obviously you get pleasure from it. But it's also a release. You blow off steam. It's a way to relax, mm-hmm. especially if there's not any sexual dysfunction going in. That's a whole other thing, some ED issues. But let's just say y'all don't have that issue. You nope. do it to blow off steam and relax, right? And with that right. being said, who wouldn't want more of that? There's that part of the pleasure of it, but then also you're conditioned to be okay to joke about it. It's not taboo for guys to talk about it. Y'all are not looked at and said, oh, guys, you're not supposed to be talking about sex, but you take a couple of girls and you'd say, oh, maybe you don't talk about that. And it's a little bit more taboo for women than it is to men. That's just how it kind of socially brought up in, in some environments. So you take that plus the real pleasure that a lot of men get from sex, and it's just perfect recipe to talk about it all the time. Which is exactly why when we say we got lucky, it's usually, like, I, I, I figured this out. Apparently, like, whenever people hear men got lucky, it's because it, it's pretty much a roll of the dice. Because if we ask, more than likely, we probably won't get it. But if y'all ask, 95% of the time, it's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Like, think about it. You, you, you could have yep. just got shot by her. She'd be like, 
Want to go have sex? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> you're bleeding out, but you're still going to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, men are typically always down, always down for it because also it doesn't take a lot of thought. Now, if you've got some sexual anxiety, like I said, and some other issues, it's really common, especially for young men to have. That brings a little bit more heaviness into it at times, but you're down for it and it doesn't take a lot of thought. You don't have to put a lot of action into it. You just kind of get in there and go where a lot of women, we get in our head, we get stuck up there. Like the moon's got to be right. The planets have to be aligned. Like we make it harder and it has to be for a lot of different reasons. And so I think it's great that men are always down for it. And those that don't struggle with some type of at times sexual dysfunction, whether it's um, situational might be happening, whether it's alcohol is involved or they're really nervous around a new girl, or they've got some, factors with medication that's happening. I don't think it's a bad thing. I've never felt nervous around a new girl. This is a little off script, but speaking of like women having to have like the moon right and all this, what is some advice that you could give to their partners to help them more so ease their mind, get them to relax and really enjoy being in that moment? Well, the number one thing a partner can do is help them feel emotionally connected. I'm not talking about you got to sit down and talk about feelings and cry with one another. That's not what that always means. It just means give them a little bit of attention. Ask them, how are you doing? What's happening in your world? What do you need? What can I do to help you? What's Being interested in her and what her job is, even if she's got the most boring job in the world, have interest in her and what she's made of. That'll help her feel secure and connected so she can let her walls down. I'm not saying every woman's got to feel emotionally connected, but majority do in order to be a little bit more vulnerable and to really let themselves go. The other thing is to help her relax by taking some things off her plate. Maybe it's a chore. Maybe it's, you know, giving her a little back massage. Maybe it's saying, hey, I'll take care of the dishes. You go lay, go ahead and take a bath and get ready for bed and relax. Helping them feel calm, helping them feel relaxed is a, definitely a way. And hitting them, especially when it comes to sex, hitting them with sex and initiation when they're not horribly busy. Meaning if it's that Saturday morning and they're off, they got a little bit of time to relax before they go work out. That's when you may want to approach and say, hey, do you have a little bit of time? I'd really like to uh, get some time together. I'd like to play around a little bit so that you're going where she's going to be more apt to say yes to your initiating sex. Um, so on a different note, how normal is it for either partner to masturbate while being married? Well, masturbation doesn't care what our relationship status is. And that's for men or women. Masturbation is about pleasures you're able to give to yourself. Now, people, just like I say, people have sex for a lot of different reasons. There's different roles that we fit by having sex. We do the same thing with masturbation. Maybe it's blowing off steam. Maybe it's to feel good. Maybe it's to relax, whatever it may be. And so it doesn't matter if you're married or single. Now, I know this is individualized because you got some individuals, men and women, that have problems with their partners who masturbate while they're in a relationship. They think they got to save it for them. But if you're married and you're in a long-term relationship, there's plenty of time for everyone to receive pleasure versus trying to limit how much masturbation you can do, how much, um, how many times you can initiate or not initiate. Masturbation is a healthy self-expression of pleasure. And as long as it's not disrupting or causing problems in your relationship, there's not an issue of it being too much. And I think one thing that a lot of couples neglect is they don't partake of one of the items on the buffet, which is mutual masturbation. Why not try that together? Sometimes just to just to change it up a little bit, because the other part of it, if, if you think about it, masturbation for men and women is a lot easier than sex is. 
Yeah. You're literally for taking sure. matters into your own hands. You don't have to think about another person or see how they're doing or please them or put energy or focus into them. You just put it all into you and whatever's going on in your head. With that being said, masturbation is a great option for the sexual buffet. I, I love I, pretending to get out when the lights ever come. I mean, <laughs> I did. I did hear a, a, a study that says if you masturbate twice a week, you would increase your life expectancy by 20 percent. Starting to think I'm immortal. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody once asked me that and then i told them straight up because uh, i'm a gamer i play video games and i i told them straight up i was like well sometimes you like playing story mode by yourself other times you're down to play co-op they're both enjoyable it doesn't take away from either one exactly mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um here's a i, I believe this one's a non-sexual one I mean, it could definitely be a sexual one. There's three people involved, so I, I'll, I'll wait till I get to the end to figure this one out. But let's say that you you invite a girl out on a date, um, mm-hmm. and she randomly shows up with one of her girlfriends. And at the end of the date, you pay for you and the girl that you invited, but send the girl, the other girl, her portion of the bill. Like, does, does, would that make the guy an asshole? I don't think it would make an asshole. I think, first of all, the assumption that the guy has to pay, and if the girl doesn't, the girl going out on the date, if she doesn't offer, that says something a lot about the person's kind of intentions. What I mean by that is, I think it's just right to say, hey, I've got it. I brought my friend. I'll take care of this. Is a great way for her to offer that while bringing a friend. Um, So it doesn't make him an ass for not paying for it. But if he does want extra points, if he's really into her, it probably would get him some extra points to even say, hey, I'll take care of her too this time, no problem. That is if he, she's really special and you're really into her and you want to impress her. But sending the friend their own bill, that's not a problem because she wasn't invited in the first place. I understand these things does happen, but the really game winner is that girl saying, I got all three of y'all. Let's, you know, let's enjoy. And if I'm taking care of her, <laughs> I told you. Didn't I tell you guys this was going to happen? I told you guys. I, I saw him gesturing with his hand already. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this, this just seemed, it was, it was a convers it was a question. Oh, it's one of those things where it seemed very like, wow, this is too specific. <laughs> no, I, had, I had to ask. So it didn't somebody to really thought so this food. question, uh, cause I run our TikTok uh, account. And this question had been going around a lot, and a lot of people were giving their own interpretations. And a lot of women were saying that the guy was an asshole for not paying for the friend. And a lot of guys are saying, no, I didn't invite you. So why the hell do I have to pay for someone I didn't invite? I'm trying to spend time with you, not your damn friend. So your friend's trying to get a free meal, and that's not going to happen. Marcus, at that point, I'm taking care of the bill, but later on, they're both taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? Fair is fair, bro. That's what I would hope, but I'm not. I'm not rolling them dice. Nah, for sure, nah. That wouldn't work. It's a big chance you're taking. It's another relationship question that was given to us by uh, another one of our followers. So apparently, they're with somebody who is uncomfortable of them having friends, or at least close friends of the opposite sex. And don't want them hanging out with those friends, even though there was no sexual involvement with that that person in the past or anything like that. Yet they still want the freedom to hang out with their friends of the opposite sex who they have had sexual contact with before. How how can one navigate that? Well, it's pretty simple. You can't have a double standard. 
it can't be good for one person and not the other. You either open for everyone hanging out or neither one of you hanging out because fair is fair because you can't just say I can do this, but you can't do that. That's, that's controlling. And that will just push the person further and further because, um, regardless of what maybe has happened, if you have one person doing thing and one per the other one, not doing it, it's, it's just unfair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with that. I, I honestly, from my perspective, I just think it raises more questions than anything because what's going on with you and your friends when you're out with them, that makes you so uncomfortable with me going out. Even though yeah. I've told you that nothing has happened between us ever. Well, I mean, I'll guarantee that, but. I said nothing ha has, as in I'm not saying nothing will happen, but. Thank, thanks for clearing that one up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's be real. Regardless uh, of anybody's hanging out with anybody, people can go do whatever they want to behind others back anyway. So it's not like that's the only way to secure that your person isn't out there doing it. Right. So we have to just say, you know, you, you, you can't have a double standard and it be all right for one and not the other. It's just not fair. A doctor was a chiropractor. So he's a chiropractor and he got married. So I think it was Miss Massachusetts or Michigan, something like that. Turns out that she was escorting on the side while they were married. So, yeah, we totally could see that. That was crazy. Um, so here's one that I don't necessarily, I wouldn't agree with just because I personally wouldn't do something like this, but in the sense that I don't think it's healthy, but what would you consider the proper length to withhold sex from a partner during an argument? Well, I'm not going to say there is a proper length because you, you don't need to withhold anything as if it's this control mechanism. So if you're doing it from that standpoint and trying to withhold and looking for that time frame, it's already a big red flag. With that being said, does arguments make one or both people not want to have sex with another and push away? Absolutely. So it depends on what that person's comfort level because sex got to be consensual regardless. But if they're withholding it specifically to almost like weaponize it, that's not fair at all. So I can't say a time frame for that. I just say that's a big red flag. You might need to take a look at your relationship. Uh, I guess that kind of leads to the next question where it'd be like... Uh you think it's in in most relationships sex is used as a weapon in order to control the other person in some relationships that absolutely comes up and it's not always obvious a lot of times it's not that that person saying i'm using this in order to control or to make something happen and to be so obvious and um that way about it sometimes it's underlined they may not even realize what they're doing or the effect that it, not having sex with their partners having on that relationship um with that being said it can definitely lead to a lot of relationship uh conflict because you're probably not understanding why both of you won't have sex in the first place or if you are and you're still doing it and use it to control that's a big red flag and that says a lot about your intentions and what kind of person you are in that relationship and you need mm -hmm. to do something about that you think stuff like that could lead to either one of the partners being unfaithful? Could it lead to it? Yes. Even though whoever does cheat, it, they're 100% responsible for the actions. It can't be blamed on what someone else did. So let's be clear about that. Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty mm -hmm. of people cheat with no reason or nothing happened and they still cheat. So can it be one of the factors? Sure. It doesn't mean that the person cheated um, is doing it because of what happened to them, though. But yeah, 
the biggest thing too, you look at it. Um, a lot of times people are looking for emotional connection in relationships. Even men want to be heard, understood, prioritized. So like their needs are getting met. They may go outside that relationship as well as women feel like maybe their man's not listening to them, not connecting, not prioritizing them, maybe spending more time out with his friends than them. They're going to emotionally connect with someone and physical connection comes real quick afterwards. All right. Uh, that That's a good segue to the next one. It's um, So most people like to believe that men cheat simply for sex, where most of the time women cheat in order to replace their men because they're looking for that emotional connection. Uh, what's your idea about that theory? Well, I wouldn't say all, you know, all women cheat trying to replace a man because there's, there's plenty of women out there cheat that just want that physicalness too. Maybe they're not getting their physical needs taken care of their relationship. And then somebody comes along the right time, gives them right attention they're needed at that moment. They're going to cheat as well. But both men and women need emotional intimacy and that emotional connection at different levels at different parts of where they're at in their life. And and to have the emotional connection is going to help you have that physical connection. Um, and it takes both. And a lot of people neglect that. They think it's all just about the physical sex. But men want to feel important. They want to feel heard. They want to feel valued. And they don't want to feel taken advantage of. And when they feel that way and they feel stepped on or neglected, they're going to look outside that relationship. And that might not even be physical based. All right. So I got I got one more. And this one I just came up with based on the story that you told us earlier. So what is one of the strangest yet most common kinks you've come across? Oh, my goodness. There's so many. Um, the most common one, I feel like one of the most common ones out there is definitely um, foot fetishes or feet fetishes or um, that, that stomping fetish, um, high heel fetish, shoe fetish is a one of the most common ones um i wouldn't say it's out there weird because it's so extremely common but that's the one i hear the most um that comes up in relationships uh, stomping uh, as in like stomping on like food yeah no i oh no well there's 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 you know, there's, you know you you know damn well what she meant not really. I'm actually trying because I've heard of a couple different ones. So I'm trying to there, there's a lot. I work with a lot of men that are turned on by women stomping on them, stepping on their face, oh. um, heels, um, or dirty boots, mud boots, stomping on their face. Kind of that degrading part of it. It's a little bit of the thing that turns them on and that sexualization of it. It's very <laughs> common. So, of course, like, oh, yeah, foot fetish, no big deal. But when it comes to the little bit more of like the stomping, um, the humiliation around that, the submissiveness around that. It's just really interesting stuff. Show of hands, how many people knew exactly what she was talking about? I seriously had no clue. God, you are sheltered as hell, both of you. <laughs> I'm not, but I just didn't. That That's not what No, you're sheltered. If you didn't know that. What, hold on. Let me talk. What ran through my mind is uh, that episode of King of the Hill where Peggy ends up like signing up for like foot fetish work, not knowing that she was doing foot fetish work. And in that episode, they had her like stomping on food and crap for videos and pictures to go online. Using that, a cartoon to justify your understanding of a fetish okay. is dumb. This is why trouble. Somebody send him back to school. Breaking up, Rick. What were you saying? I said, this is why men have such trouble with relationships, because we refer to cartoons for references. <laughs> Good, point. Good point. Good point. Very true. Uh, something that, that has interested me, yeah, and maybe you can more insight on, is um, 
in the past, I've I have noticed that a lot of women tend to have that um like abusive rape fantasy. Like, is there is there anything you could teach us about the the psychology behind that? Well, it it will really depend, obviously, on the individual woman. Has she gone through her own trauma? Is there some type of relived trauma? Is it just an idea of relinquishing control that can bring up a lot of the um, the stimulation around that and to be taken um, and taken against will? And that's a really tricky one, especially if there has been trauma, because there's a fine line between where someone can be triggered from that past trauma versus them really enjoying releasing that control and, and going through that type, of, um, that type of sexual fantasy. The psychology of it is it's another thing that turns people on that might be something out there thinking like, why would that turn people on? If you think about against will, submissiveness, being dominated, especially if you're in a space where you're day to day that you're having to take care of things, control, hold it all together, having to like keep all the plates spinning from it comes to fantasy. It kind of feels good to just let your, your guard down and just give in and not have to control everything. And the, the, you know, part of those rape fantasies is the power and control and the loss of that, of that individual. And that can bring up a lot of sexual sensation for some women. Awesome. And men. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that was going to be my next question, because I I'd love to get a better understanding about the, the smothering fetish. <laughs> you know, guys that like mm -hmm. women significantly larger, not necessarily in weight, mm -hmm. but also smother, whatever the situation is. Yep. Smother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because thick thighs save lives. No, but is, is that more like a like a like a traumatic event where they need like they have mommy issues or something? Oh, not necessarily. I'm not saying that someone that's into that might not have some mommy issues, but it can come from, again, that loss of control. When you think about if you're smothering, doing any type of asphyxiation, it like brings a whole nother level of your consciousness of fear of trigger of all the chemicals that flood out and the suffocation. There's also the weightness. I mean, there's so many levels to it, but you can think of the weightness of suffocation, especially someone who is might be bigger, whatever they're using that weight of the, on the face, that actually cutting of the air, that gasping, those chemicals kicking in to have that quick response. And they've kind of connected a sexualization with that. So then there's a sexual turn on by that. Awesome. Um, so I, I think we've reached the end of our question. So do you, would you like to tell our guests where we could, they could find you? How can they, you know, get more information from you? Maybe reach out to you. Sure. The quickest way to find me is on Instagram at Christy underscore Overstreet, or you can head over to my website, com and feel free to DM me any of your weird, crazy, or seemingly out there sex questions. I'll do my best to answer them. I think Julio's writing some down now. You know, I'm actually good job. Really to a text message. It's getting ready. <clears throat> All right. So, um, are you, are you hanging out with us for the rest of the? I, I'm gonna hang out for a little while. Yep. Mm -hmm. If that's cool with y'all. Normally, what we do at this point is uh, we we switch off by easing things up with a joke. So, uh, in the light of staying in relationship things, um, so there was this woman, right, and she got really mad at her husband, packed all stuff up, and. Told him, you know, get your shit and get out. And on his way out, she yells at him and it's like, uh, I hope you die a very long, slow and painful death. So he puts his bags down, turns around and he goes, so, so you want me to stay? 
<laughs> that's that's one really bad relationship right there. Oh man. Hey, uh, you know, it's funny because um I'm 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 happily married, so it's a generational thing, right? Like for people older than us, it's a, I hate my wife. And our generation is I hate my life. And the generation after us, I'm still trying to figure out because they they do have a, a hilarious sense of humor, but I still haven't figured out what their go-to joke is. Um, but our next story comes from Britain, apparently. Right? It's a- All right, so Caps caught in 4K. So real quick, um, so I actually did find footage of the actual incident. So quick backstory. Um, He's basically kind of like the school liaison, so like a truancy officer almost in Britain. And I don't know exactly what sparked this incident, but in the video he is seen attempting to kick this kid, or he has kicked this kid, in which case the kid tries to crawl away, then he drags him by his hood into the next room. And what you don't see on camera is he also threatens another kid saying, you're next. This is, this is a 10-year-old, right? Yep, 10-year-old autistic kid. What the fuck is wrong with this cop? Well, what kind of kink do you think this, this, this could have been triggered by? Kink? There's got to be something behind it. Um... I guess, like, maybe he doesn't like kids. Low tolerance. That's just weird. So you said you found a video about this? Yeah. Are you sure? Did you just ask me, am I sure? I said, please share. God, this computer says sometimes. All right, so there's no sound to this, so it's just audio. I mean, just video. Yeah, apparently it's CCTV. there. He is attempting to kick the kid. Kid crawls away, goes and gets the kid, drags him into the next room. So, is, are these other two people in there, like standing in that hallway, adults? Like, well, yeah, yeah. I think one of them is a teacher, and another one is just somebody else. So, what? So, the parents are pissed off because nothing happened to the officer. In fact, he retired before they got the chance to actually do anything. Here's here's the thing that I was reading the article and it says that because he retired, he wasn't able to actually be convicted of anything. And he got his pension. Yeah, That's some bullshit. All he got was was like a few fines. Yeah, like total, like in pounds, it was probably about maybe... 1800 in yeah. total, maybe more. But he can't be like criminally charged with assault on a minor. That's what the hell we just said. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Why? Because he's a cop? I didn't know guys in Britain's got No, out. because he retired before he could be punished for his actions. That's why they didn't. Pursue, like, I don't know if the family's going to well, try and sue him. He's, well, now he's a private citizen. He's not a police officer anymore. That's what I'm getting okay, that, 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 like I don't know what their rules is over there across the pond, but their system is different from ours. Shit, sounds like their cops get away with more crap than ours with that right then. Nah, because our cops get away with shooting people. That's true. Yeah. Um, This guy, to me, is just... 
like I don't know, dude. There's there's special places in hell for people like him and the guy mm. from our next story. Because if we're talking about one upping one another, then the guy from our next story definitely takes the cake. Oh yes. Yeah, the guy from our next story is a man that actually filmed himself doing uh unspeakable acts to a canine. Unspeakable acts to his canine. So a dog that was supposed to trust him, you know, and be willing to give up his life to save his. And That's shortly after he was actually charged with more with 31 counts of child pornography. The child first time they added an additional 40 counts as well. So he's now facing up to 70 counts. Holy shit. So this dude is also an advocate for domestic violence, and he was even given an award and decorated for his service. Lo and behold, they didn't know he had a double life. Yeah, living a double life. Well, the part that bothered me the most, aside from everything that he did, was the fact that in, even in the paper, they call him a decorated officer. Mm -hmm. Sounds more like a disgrace to the department. Like they, they should change that to disgraced. Mm. Yeah, like, honestly, it doesn't matter what accomplishments you did before the things that you did wrong. Like once you did something that horrible, all that should go out the window. But the evidence that they found, it wasn't just that he just did it after. Like he was doing this during his service. Yeah. Has he faced any consequences yet? Um, he's uh, he's supposed to be charged. Um, forgot exactly when, but um, he was arrested in 2018, and now they bring in more uh, more counts against them because they found more information. That's also what's disappointing. It's like how, how long it takes for our legal system to find somebody guilty. It's like this is from 2018. Exactly. So, so it's just, he was out on bail. Yeah. So at the year. moment, he faces a total of uh, 45 years in prison and mandatory. Well, he has to register as a sex offender yeah. regardless once he gets out. And apparently they're scheduling the sentencing hearing for November 23rd of this year. Yeah. What the hell leads you to have sex with your dog? With any animal, period. That. No, no, Mark. That's all right, Julio. Put yourself out there. Screw you, man. It's, no, it's really interesting that bestiality is more common than you realize. Really? We have bestiality yeah. as the actual act, and then zoophilia is that attraction to and that connection with animals. So it's, ex unfortunately, I say unfortunately just as... You know, it's it's extremely common. It happens a lot more than we realize. What's so the comforting that, so that South Park episode find? where PETA married and had sex with animals was actually kind of true. What's the comforting like? What's that comforting factor people find in this though? Comfort. There has to be some kind of comfort for sexual them. gratification. Genius. Well, for the bestiality, for the act, yes, I would think that was it. From my understanding, that would be it. But from the zoophilia, that attraction is they they truly love some. If that's the part of it, they truly love this animal. So that's a whole thing. But you couldn't honestly think that an animal would give consent to being violated well, by a correct animal. jackass. Exactly. Who are you calling a jackass? You. Yeah. I know you ain't talking with Jabba the Hutt's titties sitting off your chest. No, that's why he wants to sleep with you. You look like a donkey. <laughs> Bro, I know you ain't oh talking God, about the, like Rick. natural libre, natural libre's poop. Oh. So, not gonna lie. Nah, that's 
Dude, that's 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 the kind of insight we're we're happy to have you on here for. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like bestiality is way more common than because we joke about this stuff all the time. We never and think I, it's actually that common though. On through with this is mind blowing to me. This is this is my shocked face in case you guys are wondering, just because like, geez, it's funny as a joke, but like, damn, there's people that are out there like, oh yeah, that's one of my on the regular are really getting down like this. But the, the other thing around that is there are a lot of um, people, I'd say a lot of men that are really turn on and attracted to watching women have sex and be pleasured by animals as well. Like that's a whole genre of porn out there that's really a lot more common than you realize. It's another area, a branch of it, but that type of thing kind of falls in that space. And again, as an animal lover, it's just like, oh, but it's out there and it just helps us see that there's if there's something out there, there's somebody into it. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I've come I've come across those videos. And yeah. Nothing that's like some a, that's some weird shit. Nothing like that old TJ Donkey show. Okay. <laughs> that brings me back that. to clerks too. Oh man. Wow. No, that's if we're quiet during this episode, I think it's just because we're in constant shock of what we're finding out. It's not even constant at this point. It's just all right. Just talking about weird things that we could all come up with. Besides things that are already at the dock. That's it. We could all come up with with a sexual name for a popsicle. The two we currently have are Cherry Pop and Childos. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the cherry blaster, but uh, never mind. Sucking sips is something one of my coworkers used to call the Otter Pops at work. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and you got the rocket, right? Isn't that what those red, white, and blue ones are called? Rocket. <laughs> the red rockets. The red <laughs> rocket. <laughs> <laughs> those fun pops. They're fun pops. Training pops, push pops. Right. Pop is, is definitely a thing to practice. We're gonna get sued by Nabisco, I think. I highly doubt it. Oh man, this is okay. Going over to the f my life moments, and I'm gonna say that this now. This whole thing about things being white supremacy and white oppression. Are starting to get way out of hand and uh, really annoying yeah uh, i saw a TikTok about how like if you're white like and you eat meat you're being oppressive because of the whole you know black people have to eat stuff like chitlins it was insane to me i i really thought it was satire until i started reading the comments on it and realized that this person Someone's was serious yeah i got a i got a friend who's white and he feels because he's white he's being oppressed and like Last year during the riots that we had in the Bay Area, he was scared to leave Napa County for like months. Yeah, but okay. So my where where I was getting at with this was there's a, I think it's a Virginia so, teacher. Yeah, yeah, Virginia teacher basically says that telling students to basically sit down and pay attention is a form of white supremacy. And we got video. The hell? I think he's a white teacher at that. So yes, he is. Which okay. is, is, is like I I have expected it to be a black teacher to say that, but um, no. Um, 
fact, let's just roll the clip real quick. He explains why. Oh, my. No audio, Marcus. No audio. God damn it. <laughs> I included audio, but... Can y'all hear it now? No. Nothing. What in the ass? I mean, you just go ahead and give us an explanation of what yeah. he was saying. All right, so basically, he was saying that because um, order, and let me take it off. They said order and structure is apparently deep-seated in racism and white supremacy because that was how they, that's what they used to subjugate uh, the Native Americans, the African Americans, and all other races in order to follow their rules. And he's saying that because that system is still in place, any student who's following these rules is basically adhering to white supremacy. But Which to me is just total bullshit. Yeah, in order and structure, what essentially is advancing our civilization because without order and structure, we wouldn't actually achieve anything. Exactly. I agree. And I, I think at, at the, the like simplest levels, he was basically saying that it's white culture to sit down, listen, and be told what to do, whereas other races don't have expectation, which I thought they call BS on. But yeah, you're that's why black house is very weird. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Like, dude, like, one. Like in order for like one kids are at school in order to learn how the hell are you supposed to learn if you're not following the rules. And one rule is, you know, don't attack the students. So you mean to tell me you're just going to tell them that, all right, do whatever the hell you want. Now, Jimmy's hitting friggin Brian over the head with a book because he took his juice box. Well, I always whenever I've taught classes, I always thought about it as like it's a common courtesy to give the instructor your attention so they can go over like what the hell yeah. you're learning and not cut them off just because, you know, you're chit chatting with Joe blow in the back of the classroom or whatever you know like they or gotta, them having to stop their lesson yeah and then you gotta waste their then you gotta waste your time catch up probably skip over important information there's like a lot of stuff that goes into it and next Can't thing you know all, there's, a part, there's a part of the test that just goes ape shit it's like oh you didn't teach us that looks like ricky lost his audio there you guys can't hear me i got you yeah, now yeah yeah you never hear me no but i was with jose to where like I, I don't think it's it's necessarily a white thing. Like it, it's not like you go to mass and kids are just random rapid. Right. <laughs> you don't like I, structure. I think structure is needed for anything. Like hell, even talking with our guests here, you know, you need some form of structure, even to have some form of spontaneous sex. Like hey, Saturday night we're hanging out, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's structure in itself. So I, I I don't agree with his theory of that being white supremacy at all. I think that like maybe sometimes you can have too much structure and that kind of causes like confusion. But I don't think this is the case here. That's like like saying, hey, you know, to go to my job five days a week is a form of supre white supremacy. Do the tasks that are assigned to me is like a form of slavery. You know, you guys are really oppressing me, having me have to come here once a week for an hour. <laughs> really? Really, Rick? 
Tell us how you really feel. What's your psychoanalysis of us right now? But no, I mean, I mean, this proves your point, Rick. Where the line we passed it already. You know, everything and anything now can be white supremacy. It's crazy. Like, there's, a dif- there's a difference between labeling something white supremacy just because you think it's racist doesn't mean everyone else is going to think that the same way. Well, to me, I think it's more so that like from our generation onward, we've gotten to a point where we live a very comfortable life. We live a very, I guess, I know that we don't see it because we're not extremely wealthy, but we live a very privileged and lavish life. Compared to other people in the world, yes. Yeah, and therefore we know we have very big tasks in front of us, like solving global warming, solving world hunger, and all that shit. But because generations before us didn't want to tackle those, we don't seem to want to tackle those ourselves. Therefore, we turn around and try to make problems out of things that aren't necessarily a problem to try to feel like some kind of social revolutionist. I can agree with that. And, and I think this is where this all derives from. And the fact that now everybody has a cell phone and can record themselves on things like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And, you know, we grew up with the idea that every voice matters. We feel entitled to speak anything that we want to try to make our, ourselves valuable to society without necessarily providing any form of value to society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, besides that, I mean, speaking of not providing any value to society, right? Let me segue into these. So, for some reason, these TikTokers thought that it would be a good idea to perform the Rick and Morty dance in front of their mom's open casket funeral. All right. So, these girls are getting a lot of hate and a lot of backlash for this. And um, to be honest, the, the trend started from Soldier Boy's song, you know, Rick and Morty. If you've heard it, cool. If you haven't, look it up. But um, basically, all they did was just stand over a coffin and just repeat some of the words to the song. Now, they're saying that, you know, like, you guys didn't know our mother, so you wouldn't understand. And other people are thinking that, you know, they crossed the line. But personally, you can't tell someone how to grieve. Now, yeah, in the video, I've seen the video, and yeah, they were laughing, but how do you not know that the mother wouldn't be laughing right with him? How do you know that she doesn't have the same... Because she can't. She's dead. No, I'm sa- no that's what I'm saying, though. How do you know that she doesn't have the same sense of humor? Because she doesn't have a sense of humor anymore. In the, the same way you say you can't tell people how to grieve, they weren't the only family members grieving that day. You know, you probably got you know, the, the mom's sister, you know, friends, family. They probably thought that was disrespectful. And you can't tell them how to feel either. True. I, I would say that um, you can't tell somebody how to grieve. But when you're grieving in a group, there's a level of respect you have to maintain because you don't want to hurt somebody else like Jose was saying. Yeah. For, for for example, like there's just certain acts that you just shouldn't do, right? Like like I can say like my way of grieving is I go to your grave, I open it up, and I piss on you. Well, because I, I said I'm, I'm not going. Damn, Jose, I wasn't expecting that from you today. Simon. 
put that in my grave. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna say hey, Rick asked for this. I'm sorry. I got <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Be like, yo, he he really did. I mean, I'm a witness. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I'm into golden showers. I guess. <laughs> oh my god there's it. nothing wrong with you you got your thing that you're into don't no judgment <laughs> all, I, all i ask is that I, I need a new orleans style funeral that's what i want no damn tears everybody laughing dancing and joking around and shit want music and everything i i, I really thought he meant bring a whole bunch of beats and show your titties to everybody oh. you can do that too <laughs> you can do that too oh, let your freak flag fly <laughs> but back back to the original story I, I think also what's kind of messed up here is that they tried to to actually get some social media clout from that viral video oh they did yeah. and yep. i think one of them also lost their job because of it oh damn yeah because i was scrolling through and they, they said like they set up a gofundme and all that i'm like okay so yeah people can't tell you how to grieve but also you can't be mad when the consequences of your actions backfire. You lost your job for TikTok cloud. Once you put it on the internet, is it still grieving? Or are you just looking at looking for clout? Are you looking for attention because you're grieving? I mean, to be honest, anybody who puts a video of a funeral up, I think they're looking for clout. That's a private intimate moment that that should be shared against the, the deceased loved ones. It's not something to be put on the internet so everyone can watch, especially people they don't know. The Pornhub section of masochism is have a conversation with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think their TikTok account now is like in damage control because a lot of the mm-hmm. reasons are like, this is what the grieving post you got. You would have gone viral. Here's my mom smiling. All the, all your, all the typical grieving things are now on there. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it, crazy to me because it you guys remember those girls that got into the car accident and then immediately made a tiktok video after while they were still hanging upside down the one out here in the bay area around like a stockton or something and into a car accident their suv flipped over and it 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 remind this story reminded me of that because their idea was like well you don't know how you want to deal with that trauma but like the idea that this new generation thinks dealing with that trauma is immediately making a viral video or trying to make a viral video from it. I remember the girls who basically found a guy hanging and decided to Snapchat and t- steal his necklace? Yep. Ended up getting arrested behind that? Yeah, but to me, it's like, how, how does that become grieving? Do you know what I mean? Like, or dealing with a traumatic event. I don't, I just don't understand how the first thing you think about is let me pull my phone out and videotape this so that then I can then share it with the world in hopes that the world has sympathy with for me. Got a point. Right. <clears throat> for me, just that, that wasn't a good look. Even if that was a video, y'all didn't have to post it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it's, if that was a way of grieving it, fine. <laughs> We're about to do this, and it's just in jest, and then just keep that video private, you know? Because you can't do that on on TikTok. In fact, all social media. Ah, so um, how closely have you guys been following this this Gabby Petito's case? 
ever since you ever since you mentioned it, I've been following up on all kinds of articles. Same. From start all the way up to the information they released today. I probably started getting into it over the weekend. <coughs> so what's your guys' is um we could let Katie go first if she'd like. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the story, but uh hypothesis. God damn it. Yeah, Start. I think no worries. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. No worries at all. No, I, I I've been following it too, keeping up with it. I'm currently right now down in Florida, and so I've been kind of watching out, like looking, you know, the the fiance. I, I think he's probably done something to himself, uh, or you know, kind of disappeared somewhere there. And I think there's probably been a domestic violence between the two of them, and something probably got out of hand and. Do you think in a case Horrible. like this, and maybe there's like a pattern that we don't know about between them two, something they've kind of kept to themselves? Like you said, maybe like they they've had a history of arguing. Look at any violence. relationship, and there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. Mm-hmm. I got very few in this one, so <clears throat> we're not talking about you. Yeah. We're talking about a person that possibly that, and and you said very few, Julio. So you, uh, you're still not zero. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been following it closely, you know, since you brought it up. And when they found that body and said they could possibly, you know, fits her description. Am I, am I the only one that has a problem with the fact that, like, they found the body and they're waiting till tomorrow? Like, it's almost like they're trying to um, turn this into some sort of, like, drama show or something to where, like, most Stretch. of the time. Yeah, they're trying to stretch it well, out. I think it's they're trying to get the DNA results because DNA takes a couple of days to like get results mm-hmm. back. But I mean, <coughs> visually wise, they've identified the body. Even so, they could have the parents because the parents are supposed to identify the body in the first place. It wasn't even a DNA thing. It was an autopsy. So the autopsy isn't scheduled till tomorrow. Yeah. Hmm. it was quite fast that they found you know the body. Then of course he did. Dis- the boyfriend disappeared, which reeks of he did something either he did something or he feels so guilty that he's probably punishing himself in private yeah i mean because erotic asphyxiation is that what you're talking about no i didn't say not good touch well one thing that's also um, possible because you know like as we was mentioning they do have a history of, of having arguments in public and disagreements it is possible that they had gotten into a fight and then they went on their own way and she got into some kind of accident or something happened to her while they, while they were separated. I mean, that's possible, but well, probably if they were seen together um, entering that uh, national park, though. Yeah, like they're t- together. Maybe they had an argument while they're at the park and then went their separate ways. But I mean, what well, did you see? More money. Article. So you were the ones that found the body. Who found the body? Uh, who found it? So there was a a, a, a YouTube couple. Uh-huh. That happened in that same national park, and they were the ones that found the body because they also have mm. video, and this is how they have video of them driving past the van. And when they drove past the van, the side door was open, like uh-huh. approaching the van, the side door was open. And when they get really close to the van, the side door is not closed. So, there's that's that's video evidence that there was at least somebody in the vehicle, All right? But, they had no actual campsite of who it was. Mm. No, they had no campsite. Like there was, they were at a campsite, but there was nothing set up. 
Was the van like occupied by anybody at that point, or was it left like empty? It's open, right as they were pulling up to it, and when they drive up right next to it, you see the side door being closed. Ooh. So obviously there's someone in there, either that or a poltergeist. And then later on, in that same area where they found the video, where the vi- they were <laughs> with somebody in the van, is where the body was found. I'm just not really comfortable with how this is being drawn out because, yes, like you said, DNA takes a bit to get back, but it doesn't take you, you know, because they found the body Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. Right. So why why is it taking two whole days to get an autopsy of what actually could have caused, what was the cause of death? Yeah, because... Well, the DNA tests take a couple days to get back. Sometimes they get longer. We've already, we've already taking, gone over that. Let me talk, Jackass. But the fact they're taking so long to start the autopsy is a bit concerning because body is going to begin to decompose no matter what. Did he not just say that? I, I, I don't know, Rick, if they had like a backlog or whatever autopsy at the like, center they went to, but that could be a reason. So well. could be whatever, whatever morgues in the area. You say backlog, but I mean, they they pulled out all the stops just to find this girl. So you mean to tell me they wouldn't rush her to the forefront in order to find out if this is actually her remains? Yeah, if the FBI is on the case already, I'm pretty sure they have their own like yeah, they could have brought in the center and they can, or even their own mobile With center, the, they could bring in get to work on this. I would probably think they would do that and just skip the line, go right to the front to get results. Mm-hmm. Am am I wrong to believe that the, the boyfriend didn't isn't out in the woods and have hurt himself? Am I wrong to believe that his family planted that vehicle in that national park to make it look like he went out to the national park and is hiding out there? Has actually has has actually helped him cross state lines. Possibly yes. Yeah, you never know. Never know. Right. Another thing I want to touch it and. Uh, I came across uh, another missing persons case, and reason why is because um, it's basically I actually talk about it real quick. So there's a kid, um, Jalil Day or Jelani Day, that's his name, who went missing right around the same time she went missing. And the mother has come out, you know, spoke out about the disappearance. She's working with the Illinois PD, having people, you know, put out a whole search team, but no one is talking about it. Same kid, oh, like this kid went missing. They found his car in a garage, license plate missing, the clothes that he was last wearing in the back seat, but n- no other, no other sign or evidence of what could have happened to him or where he could have gone. And they're not talking about it. Is does this fall back on that conspiracy theory that uh, African Americans get abducted all the time and they're essentially being harvested for their organs in the black market i don't know about that one actually i haven't heard that one that's a new one yeah i need to spend more time in the dark web obviously uh, like aliens and weird mythical creatures fine I, i'm not diving into that spooky shit and i dive into some weird stuff sometimes i'm sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's get into something a little more comical though um so my niece went to school the other day right and 
it was in math class teacher was like yo so kenny has 36 candy bars and he eats 30 of his candy bars what does kenny have now and my niece looks dead ass at the, at the teacher and goes diabetes kenny now She's not wrong. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. That was pretty bad good. for his pancreas. To get his pancreas, his blood sugar is about as thick as the caramel he just ate. Right. So is that am I reading this right? Is it iodine? Are are anti vaxxers now? Yes. Garbage. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, the, since first we had Invermectin and bleach, the newest thing is gargling iodine to in order to keep yourself from getting COVID. And one, one ER doctor's response. If you want to die, ha, ha, has me rolling. It's pretty much what he found out. First thing he said was, well, fuck me. Of course they are. <laughs> I mean, here's my thing though. You guys are so adverse to getting the vaccine, and I'm not saying you should get it. If you if you get it, it's your choice. That's perfectly fine. But if you are this afraid of a disease, and you're literally putting yourselves in the hospital doing Dr. Frankenstein experiments on yourself, why not roll the dice on the damn vaccine? Well, a lot of hospitals are saying they're getting more people in the hospital from either COVID or from ways. Of avoiding getting the vaccine at this point, it's like what the hell, like so, like like one that is iodine is meant for external use to treat cuts, bruises. I've sometimes heard that it's also used to clean an area when they're about to start surgery. Mm-hmm. At one point, they even had it in vaginal douches, but took it out because it caused irritation, and apparently said that it would also destroy good bacteria. And in some uh, mouthwashes or some kind of rinse wash, so you can take care of like cold sores or a sore throat, but yeah. you're not meant to swallow. I, I just love that you called it a vaginal douche. That's, I don't what know. That, that's, that's, that's what it said. I kind of douche. Yeah, I don't have any other douches, man. Yeah, I'm looking at one. I'm looking <laughs> at one too. I've called you one before. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, just, I don't know. I I personally got vaccinated. Um, I like like Marcus said, do as you want, you know. But it's just if you're still concerned that, like he said, you're trying these Frankenstein experiments to try to avoid it, then you obviously know that there's a danger behind it. Yeah, and, and I think it yeah. also gates a lot, like a lot of the original argument that I heard against the vaccine, which was like. I just don't know what's in it. It hasn't been properly tested. I don't want to be... In yet. Here's my thing. You don't know what's in the flu shot, but I'm pretty sure you guys have got it. You didn't know what was in the damn booster shot you got as a kid, but I'm pretty sure you got it. Whenever you travel to another country and they told you you got to get this shot, this shot, and this shot, you don't know, you know what the hell is in that, like but these, you got the shot, didn't you? Like bottomless margaritas when I get Here's my thing. There is no vaccine or shot that is a hundred percent effective on anything and the fact that you guys are thinking that it's ridiculous 
Well, it's not the effectiveness that they're worried about. It's like, oh, it's going to do this or do that to me. Like, they're worried about side effects that, for the most part, some are worried. I've heard people literally saying that uh, I can't trust a vaccine that is not a hundred percent effective against something. No, no vaccine, no vaccine is a hundred percent effective against what it's trying to treat. It's just making you. It's making it easy for you to survive it should you get it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Once again, I'm not saying you need to go get it. It's your choice. If you don't want to get it, that's perfectly fine. But don't try to kill yourself in order to not avoid. Some of these alternatives are getting ridiculous. Or do. Or do. You know, either way, I'm fine with it. Or do. That that thin in the herd theory. There's that. I mean, my theory is somebody's giving them misinformation (laughs) to kill them off. We've lost all natural predators. It's just been. And the ecosystem, so we got to thin ourselves. So, violent crime against each other isn't us being natural predators. No, it's really not. It's uh, violent crime against each other is crime of opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing dumber than this, and I, I'm, and when I say the only thing dumber than this, I'm talking about by a very slim margin, is the woman that got. Fired for slapping a Navy SEAL on 9/11. Not a Navy SEAL, but a Navy, Navy but a Navy sailor. sailor. A Navy sailor. Oh, Navy sailor. Was in his <laughs> sailor's uniform, the day of, on the day of. Well, so what? What led up to him being slapped, though? So, so basically, he was going to a pizzeria mm-hmm. uh, that he knew the family that owned it, and this woman who had already got her food kept going in and out of the um store but staring at him till eventually she got so fed up she walked up to him and started berating him saying that his uniform is fake is she mentally ill or something because she looks a little off well we do got video and hopefully the sound works fingers crossed everybody exclusive video you're gonna see here on 61 tonight This woman behind us, suspected of assaulting a military service member at a restaurant in Berlin, was interviewed today by police. Fox 61, the only station there when it happened. Do you have any comment about what happened? (laughs) Do you have any comment? Uh, The video of the woman berating a sailor has been shared and viewed thousands of times and now is the talk of the town. Fox 61's Matt Karen brings us up to date on that investigation. Matt? Yeah, that's right, Ben. Because this is an ongoing investigation, Berlin police have declined to release that woman's identity. Her name is Lori. This video has gone viral under the title Pizza Shop Karen. And tonight we are learning the identity of that Navy sailor who was allegedly the target of her rage. And he's speaking out on social media. This is disgusting. Disgusting. It's everywhere, all over social media. Through a family member and the Naval Submarine Base in Groton, Fox 61 has confirmed the sailor who was the target of this lady's rage <coughs> is Sean Nolte Jr., originally from Pennsylvania. He's a student at the Naval Submarine School who took to Facebook to respond to the Saturday afternoon incident inside Central Pizza. Being in uniform, I must maintain professionalism, so I stand there and proceed to wish her a nice day. Well, looks like some of her own people can't recognize authenticity when they see it, said Nolte. Show his uniform. Show his uniform. Show his uniform. You disgrace the U.S. 
You disgrace the USA. The woman who slapped Nolte in the face refused to believe his uniform was real and threw his hat. Nolte said the woman claimed her husband was in the Army. The submarine base told Fox 61 their uniforms changed from blue to green camo in 2016, and the full transition was completed in 2019. The uniform codes are always evolving, Mm -hmm. so clearly this was a case of that, and uh, it probably looked uh, as if he was a poser. Vinny Tregila is a Marine and the commander of the American Legion Post 68 in Berlin. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, right here in town. Uh, to a place I frequent often. And, uh, you know, we have all these people, you know, that serve this country and, and uh, they, don't, they don't deserve this kind of uh, reaction. But police say they are poised to make an arrest. And yesterday we got a number of tips and leads that we followed up on and uh, we were able to um, identify the probable suspect. And in this exclusive video, she can be seen getting into a car moments after leaving the police department and meeting with investigators. Do you have any comment about what happened? Do you have any comment? So pretty much one thing that annoys me about this, um, US uniforms are always going to change and evolve. And what even makes me more mad about this, he showed her his military ID. I don't need, she said that was to fake. To that okay, so because your husband is a veteran from like 45 years ago probably you probably have an old you know uh, dependence id you automatically just assume they're going to stay the same like one it's bad enough you humiliated yourself and basically humiliated a a veteran who was just trying to get some damn pizza actually an active active service member crazy i mean kudos to the to the the sailor sailor professionalism like i I don't think i could remain as calm as he did during after he did say because he was in the uniform and he you know there there's a lot expected from him so he just had to remain as professional as he possibly could and he just started maybe like say uh submarine school too so he probably doesn't no he is a submariner yeah he lived up to the standard of professionalism in my eyes. Um, I think we need more entrepreneurs of so mind your business. <laughs> yep. Definitely got a piece and kept it moving. Yep. Uh, Christy, do you think they rushed home and had wild kinky sex after this? Really? Hey, I think she may have, this is an excuse for no reason, but there, someone said a mental illness. I wonder if there's something neurological. I wonder if this has happened before. Right. I wonder if she's gotten aggressive, or if, if there's a UTI that can cause an older people aggression, because that just doesn't fit. Meaning, unless she's got a history of doing this and just acting the fool like this, some people you'll see have a sudden change in their behavior and aggression as they get older. If, like I said, they could be having a UTI or they could have some type of psychosis um, or a neurological issue, but there's no excuse for it. But that's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did find out that apparently one uh, people she is well known in that town for doing you know the kind of stuff that she does. Oh wow! And okay. um, one of the things that I did find funny about it was how many people said that yeah she's she's known for causing disturbances. So it sounds like she's never been like in trouble for it though mm-hmm. until now. And I you know something that's weird? Every time one like one of these Karens or stands gets caught. The first thing they say is I wasn't in the right mindset. 
Um, I was dealing with a lot of mental issues. I'm like, okay, so 2020 happened. We all had to deal with mental issues during mm -hmm. that entire year. It is not an excuse. It's still going on today. We can still be productive members of society. So can you knock it off. And then, guys, back to check me on this, but, you know, was it Spongebob where there's, there's that card, like, um, you're a phony episode? No, that was Family Guy. <laughs> the Family Guy? Oh, yeah. Really? I think that might have been Spongebob. You're a phony. A big, fat phony. Oh. That was Family Guy. Oh, that 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 guy, yep. Um, uh, Speaking is... of, my girl's watching it right now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, played harder than this lady, though. Oh. Little Johnny's mom. Oh, goddamn Little Johnny. Here we go. So, Little Johnny asked his mom for $20. And she was like, no, you can't have $20, Little Johnny. And Little Johnny said, if you give me $20, I'll tell you what Dad said to the maid. And Little Johnny's mom was like, all right, here's, here's 20 bucks. What did your dad say? He said, hey, Doris, can you make sure I have a clean shirt for tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn. $20. That was good. Somebody was insecure if to find out what little Johnny was going to tell him. <laughs> um, I mean, it does intrigue you. Ooh. And he didn't lie. That's right. He did not. So I've heard people throwing their wealth around to impress people. Right? But who can tell me more about this man that used his wealth Fargo balance account to try to pick someone up? We'll say. I, so I, I can tell you the balance that he was uh, you know, trying to use to pick up women at a bar. Mm -hmm. uh, so in his checking account, he had $92,000. And he was trying to basically show his phone with his Wells Fargo app to um, ladies at the bar. Just saying, like, hey, you know, I bet you want to talk to me now. I got $92,000. i will talk to him for $92,000. We'll talk business for $92,000, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that was an awkward trip to the bathroom. Hey, what's up with that ninety-two thousand? That's just. Hey, in fact, I think I got video of that too. Well, wouldn't that depend on which part of the country you're you're living in? Because ninety-two thousand dollars in California will get you like six months. That's what I'm like. That's, we're missing context too on how old this guy was. Like ninety-two thousand dollars as like a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah, that's that's dope. But ninety-two thousand dollars is like a forty-three-year-old. Not that great. Oh. Looks like some kind of construction worker. Money doesn't fucking impress me. Well, I'm sorry, it does not impress me. And you lost in life. Yeah, he definitely looks like it's some kind of construction worker, and there's like some kind of union. Like, Bro, that thing labeled on his shirt. Payment. That is so cringe. What about her poor choice tattoo sleeves makes you think that money was going to impress her? <laughs> Come on, man. So, off the bat, I'm going to say this dude works in construction. Just, he looks like a construction worker off based off. And a lot of those guys are kind of socially awkward. What gave it away? Was it the reflective shirt? The reflective shirt. There's like some kind of like union logo on there. So, that's like what he's trying to use his pull. Thank you, pull. Captain Jeremy. Off the bar. That's just crazy to me. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that I, I make a ridiculous. I make enough to get, get by. 
I honestly think he kept going through those, like, women want to know how much you're making and all that. And he was like, well, let me just go ahead and show the old bank account. Let me just one real quick. I guess that's his uh, way of using his unit of measurement. Right, Eric? <laughs> Measuring the wrong unit. Um, speaking of units of measurement, how long do you guys think a USB cable is? Maybe three feet standard. That's three right. to ten, depending standard on which one you feet. buy. Yeah, but usually they're about three feet when you get them in, in a, like, with an iPhone or something. Let's uh, talk about this kid in the UK. Let's go back across the pond, guys. Uh, so, young gentleman in the UK decides to use a USB cable to measure the length of his penis. What? Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. The plot twist in this entire story is. He doesn't take the USB cable and go to the base of his pubic area to measure length. No, he decides to stick the cable in his urethra. Tunnel measurement? Ouch. Yes. Ouch. That hurts. That hurts me. It didn't hurt going in? The fuck is he trying to do? Practice putting in a catheter? Dude, I've seen people insert catheters. They hurt. Right either end right so what he did was he folded the cable in half and the part that was folded that's you know low like where the fold is uh-huh. he wait 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 he folded the yes, fucking yes. cable yeah he did and so that, sh- and how folded, the hell mm-hmm. he didn't have to put each end in he folded it so that at the part where it actually folds he could use that to put down his urethra and it got tangled in his testes how do you even get it to oh lots of lube i'm assuming i'm hoping because wow dude i've worked as an emt and that disgusts me to where i want to go vomit right is now. that worse than the time that guy cut his own dick off and threw it across the kitchen oh dude thanks for reminding me of that story that's <laughs> It's been 10 years. I can openly talk about that. Yay. Yeah, you bastard, because you told me as soon as it happened. Thank you. Yeah, did no. a ride along with a local police department. We went like At night, we went to a guy with men- who had a little mental health crisis, and he took a pizza slicer and removed his... Uh, in the grade school, wooden roof anyway. was kind of weird, you know? Like the grade school, the wooden ruler with the metal tip at the end. I thought that was just like, yeah, this is how everybody does it. But like... Dick is- He's showing us what he uses. It's just here on my desk, man. Sure it is. <laughs> That's crazy. So, Dude, it's, so it's equivalent for girls. Like, do girls put things up themselves to see how tight they are or something? No. Or like, I don't think women do that, right? The, the no. only thing I would think they'd be obsessed with is breast size. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so you think about it. Guys are such outies, right? Y'all stuff's out there, so y'all looking at it and touching it all the time. It's pretty obvious, so it makes it something to, like, compare. Where girls are much more in innies in the sense of, our stuff's under hoods and all up under there. So there's no comparison of genitals in that way. But when it comes to breasts, probably because of the visual nature of them, because of they develop at different rates and guys are into them. There's a lot of pressure for breast size for some women. And yeah, so that's probably that comparison that comes in. Probably be the equivalent. Wow. I I've never looked at a USB cable and thought, hmm, I wonder if that's... Or any cable. 
Uh, that one time have I ever thought of inserting anything in in, in me. No it probably wasn't the first time he's inserted something in there. Because right, how do you just say, how, you know what, I'm going to start with a USB yeah. just to check yeah. out my link. Like, how does it I think so it, Yeah, how does it just go in there so else. easily? Uh, Luke. Nah, dude, like, he's, he's had practice with some sort of other objects. I don't think so. I, 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 I never, like, thought of doing an internal measurement of my penis. It was, like, external. How would that even matter, is my question. What, volume? Like, girth? You, you just measure the Not even. diameter. Like, why would you measure anyway? Uh, I, that may have been just his excuse for, like, what he was doing. Maybe he was just, like, doing it for some kind of pleasure. And then when they asked him, like, why were you doing it? He's like, um, I'm trying to measure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Good Jesus. <laughs> that That's just... Her, her mm-hmm, made me... Oh, man, that <laughs> Jose knows that that's probably what it was. Something along those lines and just experimenting. There you go. See, you, you just made my day, Christy. I got something right. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, As my... you can imagine, the last... The, the last damn story we got is just, it, it's another one of those snowflake types. So basically, um, a fashion designer basically is being called out for cultural appropriation for creating what he called sagging pants. Basically, he took, bo- he took the top of boxers, cut the legs out, and then sold them onto the top of pants. And now he's selling it for eleven hundred and ninety dollars. That's that's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. And it's the the brand name is Balenciaga. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Yeah. This is this is the first time I've heard of it. But um, sponsor for I decline. <laughs> really? That's good to know. Damn, Jose, you cost us some. <laughs> really? Do you really want to be on the other side of that aisle? No, I don't want to wear any other stuff. Man. I say like. <laughs> He's good publicity, but I, in I, fact, I got a I got a quick uh, clip of the pants and someone actually looking at them inside the store. This feels racist. I used to sag their pants. This, this feels very racist, it guys. But let's go. Kai, they have woven the boxers inside the trousers. Kai, Kai. I don't know. Those are sweatpants. I don't know that we consider racist. That was like a trend well, yeah. forever. That is racist. Well, not racist. No, it's so apparently sagging used to be, used to belong to you know the the black community, which I don't believe. Yeah. Um, sagging came from jail, right? And I don't and know if a lot of people know this, but that's that was you basically the... you advertising your ass yep. to everyone else inside jail. In which case, then it became a popular thing to do amongst teenagers, and it's still apparently a thing today. It is. Advertising your ass, I must have come in at the wrong. I uh, was talking about how you know it started in jail. It's like you know guys in jail advertising. They were open for business. Yeah. And we're not poking fun. We're we're, we're just giving you guys information. Mm-hmm. The road is good to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now he's catching heat for that just because like one, 
Dude, you took boxers and sweatpants, and all you did was use a sewing machine to sew them in there. And you charging eleven hundred dollars? It's not really that creative of an idea. No, it's not. And here's my question: Who in the holy living hell is going to pay for that? When all you got to do is just pull your damn pants down, and you can <laughs> tighten you can up the, the belt around your butt cheeks and walk around. Uh, are you exactly. working with boxers now? But are they paying for it? And then also. Do you subsequently have to wear a second pair of boxers under that? Right. Yeah, you do, because it's just the top. So now you're just wasting clothes. So let me get let me get this straight. It's the top, so you can show off your bottom? Yep. Yeah, it's like a small portion that we can just kind of hang the bottom. If you click the link, you'll see. Dude. It's, all of the, it's all of the look without, I don't know, the risk of your pants falling down. Something stupid like that. Even though it's sweatpants. You're selling $1,200 sweatpants. Hey, man, that's how fashion goes. Uh, they're, they're, those better be the most comfortable sweatpants on the face of this planet. And I mean, have... more comfortable than the underpants What's-His-Face from Dragon Ball got with his Dragon Ball wish. Would you still have to wear actual like underwear with those? Dude, did you not hear Rick ask that same question already? No, I did not, because his audio has been coming in and out, cutting in, out on my We mind. all heard it. Okay. That's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely seen like $1,200 pair of jeans and stuff like that. So it's not very surprising that somebody's going to try to uh, capitalize on a stupid idea. You guys remember the Jabot jeans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. The jeans everyone wanted, including me. I'm just thinking, like, how many different outfits you can buy with twelve hundred dollars? Why waste a lot? That's a lot of that's a lot of vest hoodies for me, right? Buy there. a couple of good suits with three with with, with that. These two really really sexy nightgown. Hey. <laughs> and I think that's about it. No, no, but um, I do have one more question for you guys. What's that? What would be one of the most terrible things you can say to a bouncer while he's examining your ID closely? I used to be a white guy. Like piss him off? I can explain why I'm not that tall. That is not a penis on my head. Don't recognize me. <laughs> I was what? Taller. I don't look like Kevin Hart? What do you mean I have the same name as you? Yeah. No, that's not syphilis spelled out in the background. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and end the show today. I give a big thanks to Christy for hanging out with us and tolerating us. Yeah, putting <laughs> up with us. Feel free to find her on IG. Uh, do let them know your IG handle one more time just so they... They know. <laughs> sure. It's Christy underscore Overstream. Thanks y'all for having me here and let me stick around and hang out. No, thanks, thanks for joining. Thank you. Um, anybody listening, uh, thank you guys for getting to the end of the podcast. Do feel free to follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever we have left of our Twitch. Twitch is coming up too. Yeah. We're launching a Twitch account just simply. Uh, so you guys have more ways to find our videos. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.